0: everybody and welcome to another episode of the Women on War podcast where Jillian Dropla is dancing her way into our introduction. Anyway, I'm your host, Alice Watkins. It's, it's a a not dancing. Do. But I'm wiggling such my a finger bru- a little bit. Such a groovy There you go. You're <laughs> trucking. It's,
1: it's such a, a groovy like, in, the, in the in the nifty forties. You know, exactly. There you go. But, Gotta get like i get hip with the lingo all right i'm gonna i'm gonna see myself out after that one. but as Alyssa said yes i was dancing my way into it so that makes me jillian drapola but for those of you who've
0: never listened to an episode of ours before Alyssa, who are we we are two not so average museum gals who truly just love talking all various topics of warfare, what it brings into, I guess, lately what we've been talking about, what it brings to the 21st century for us females. Um, and we do it while we're slinging some jokes and we are drinking whatever beverage we decide to drink. Yeah. And and what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm kind of basic um not really I am drinking tea basically sleepy time tea with a twist is what I'm calling it it's not quite a hot toddy, but it does have the Detroit City Distilleries um bees it's so good they're honey bourbon infused honey so good so sweet tastes like bourbon oh man <laughs> I'm just on cloud nine everybody just because of this wonderful honey that was brought out around Christmas time so yeah, that's me. What are you yeah. drinking? What?
1: Well, I'm not as hip as as you are, but I did have my Miller Lite today because I was hey. lazy and uh, went and got a pizza for dinner. Um, so got that down, and then I'm just having you know a nice cup of Darjeeling tea in my mountain mug, uh, just to wind down before bed. Cause work
0: I, is a real thing. I want, to, yeah, be an adult. Yeah, kind of. Sort of, right? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Victorian lady. <laughs> <leader.
1: laughs> but speaking of work, this week on our episode, we are talking about some women who put in some work to get their place in military history. I'm talking like W O R K work. work. That they did a lot. Anyway, Alyssa, who are we talking Rihanna's about? Rihanna's playing
0: in the background. You gotta go to work. <laughs> just don't mind me, guys. I'm just dancing over here. Speaking of my Fine. head. See? She's <laughs> dancing. Not the only one. Not the only one. Oh, man. I mean, now I'm dancing. Um, but this week, we are talking about the 404th Armed Service Horses Band. And if you do not know about this particular group they are an all incredibly badass group of black women during world war ii who literally fought their way to become a part of the military which i think is so fascinating and it's just what a kick-ass way to start off women's history month on the podcast like it's a great one um i'm so excited about this now these women actually would have been, I believe, a part of WAC, Women's Army Auxiliary Corps, um, which was established in May of 1942. And they more or less were recruiting um, women, but with a 10% quota for Black women. If you can't hear my eyes rolling in the back of my head, it's happening right now. And, um, and, and that 10%
1: is, was based on the population in the united states in the 40s i thought that was like really interesting
0: which well at the time i think um it was 10 percent made -hmm. up the population (laughs) so it's like what um now it's i guess really to kind of begin with this um now fort des moines was the first WAC training center and OCS, so Officer Candidate School for those who know what OCS um, stands for. Um, because because of the time frame that we are working with, everything was still segregated, and so the black women that were at Fort Des Moines were not allowed to join the all white WAC band because segregation. <laughs> Once again, rolling my eyes. Um. So they were. So the all-white whack band was the 400th armed service forces, You know, armed service forces band. Um. And then I believe it's the black women organized whack band number two. But they weren't recognized quite yet. Um. If I'm correct, yeah. it was whack band right? one, and whack
1: band two. All I can say, this is whack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But it's <laughs> out of all the. But
0: oh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one. Usually I enjoy them, but today I'm a little bit like real, really Jillian, really. um, Anyway, well, like <laughs> what is whack?
1: It whack is. one and whack two. It's whack. <laughs> the story gets even more whack like i said i'm gonna see myself oh
0: my gosh okay back to before we get back continue
1: let's (laughs) let's just talk let's just talk about the wax for a second because in case like people don't know about the wax um for Des Moines was in the center of the country. And it actually, from what I understand, it used to be a cavalry post. hmm Right? Yeah. Yes. See, I, I feel like a horrible, like, female reenactor because I don't know too much about whack history. Personally, I've, like, never connected with that side of history just because they did a lot of, like, Maybe, maybe technical is, like, a good word for them, but they were, like, you know, clerical, and they did postal work, and they did, you know, radio work, and they did, you know, they they did a lot of the jobs that made up the military and made the military work so that the men could go fight in the war. Mm-hmm. That's, like, really, like, what I knew about the WACs. Um, so, you know, this is, like, a whole game changer about it, because I knew that there were, you know black like infantry units um and i knew about like Mm -hmm. the segregation like with that but i had no clue about like black women in the wax and also like the segregation like in that alone whereas if you were a woman and you went through WAC training you were just like, mm-hmm. yes, you were part of the wax. you're part of the military now, like, we're going to get you right out and going if you were a white female. If you were a black female, they, like, you had to be basically, like, your unit had to be requested for military service, like, quote unquote, service, because women fully couldn't serve in yeah. any, like, capa- like, combat capacity like we could today. So the black units weren't requested and there was a buildup. At Fort Des Moines and so they were only basically requested requested for laundry service is what I understand so how mm-hmm. did how did the band thing come about
0: well I mean it kind of we have to like go a little bit deeper um into whack essentially I guess to get there so I mean, I guess really to the beginning of the war. So December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor, right? The attack on Pearl Harbor. And then May 15th of 1942 is when FDR decided, okay, we need the WAC. Um, But as we know, it did not give them that military status, right? Um, They didn't have medical coverage, not even life insurance, death benefits, or which I found this out when I was doing the research, um, prisoner of war protection covered under international agreements. What?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm dying. I feel like it's um like that. I
1: did about that, and I was like, wow. So you're just saying, like, they can have us? Is that?
0: This is which, whack. Which way? I hope everybody knows I'm face palming my face right now. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be the thing. The amount of jilt that
1: I have to put up with me on a weekly basis is. It's okay.
0: Yes. I still so love you so much. Um, to get back on topic, though, um, so more than 300,000 women applied for the first WAC officer training, um, which that first training class had 440 candidates. So women had to be between 21 to 45, strong aptitude scores. Um, they had to have good references, professional skilled experience. Now mothers and wives were also welcome to apply, as well as African Americans. Um, now to get up to speed, essentially for decades, the NAACP uh, continu- excuse me continuously went to bat for the military to be integrated because. The military should have been integrated, in my opinion, because you're going to war for the same common goal. People can fight beyond that. I don't care. Um. So because we know that even though it was completely segregated, I know you touched base that the black women would be laundresses, um, black soldiers were constantly being in non-combatant roles in the army. Um, now the army continue to insist upon segregation um, because they argue that it could not undertake a program basically of such major social change during, or like basically in the midst of a war. I'm just going to say. Um, so that's where it comes into play, right? About the approximate percentage that you said about black women, or at least blacks in the U S population at the time. So 10 percent, 10.6 percent of black officers had enlisted women that could be black. I don't necessarily think, though, that was ever the case, though, even though, like. The Army said that to the NAACP, I don't think it actually ever went through. Um, granted, we do know now that there I think there's about five. um black female officers who truly changed the way the military has been um which I think would be another fun episode to do to be honest or even um touching base on that later um but really the NAACP at this time really wanted to fight for equality because obviously it should have been you know equality um so We already said that they would have segregation no matter what. So housing, service clubs, basic training was also segregated. Um, You would have Black women who are becoming officers. They would then take on the training. Um, So they would have to get to this officer status before other recruits would come in, I believe. So even then, they're kind of at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. when it comes to training, in a sense. Um, So... Trying to think. Sorry, I'm going like through the process of like my brain like checking off my dates, so we can kind of get up to speed. Um, it's the, bour- it's the, I think the first, what was that? It's the bourbon. Yes, it's the bourbon, honey. I was like, it's the bourbon. The
1: bourbon. bourbon. Those, the, it's those, Detroit bees.
0: Love those Detroit bees. Mm-hmm. Love them. Gotta love them. Um, Gotta love. Them. <laughs> Um, so 40 or July 42 is when the first group of OCS candidates, both white and black went through Fort Des Moines. Um, and that's when it became the WAC training center, or at least the first one. Um, and I think as you touched base, Jillian, you said it was a Calvary post, but it's actually way more significant than that, than it just being a Calvary post. Um, because it has a strong hold and a strong history for black history, um, It had hosted Black infantry men in 1903 and 1917. And it was also the first officer training fort for for Black men. So could you imagine these women who were like, why are we just the second band? (laughs) Why aren't we recognized? Because feeling that it's a whack. (laughs) I'm now saying it. Holy crap um but could you imagine though like having that like if he knew that history of Fort Des Moines and really just being like it's time you know we deserve to be recognized um and I think that's kind of really how it came about um she there's actually one particular individual who her name is Charity Adams Early um I believe this is actually talked about in this book. The Smithsonian article um, that we both had up and that we both read. Um, she was actually only one of two black women to hold the rank of major during World War II. Um, and she passed through Fort Des Moines. Go girl. Go girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, Early described the com- camaraderie that had built on the way to Iowa. And this is what she says. She says, those of us who had traveled from Fort Hayes, Ohio together had some feeling of closeness because we had started out together on our adventure. Race, color, age, finances, social class, all of these had been pushed aside on our trip to Fort Des Moines. Um, However, she then becomes disillusioned after the candidate's first meal, they marched to a reception area where a young red-haired second lieutenant pointed to one side of the room and ordered, will all the colored girls move to the side? The group fell silent, then officers called the white women by name to their quarters. Why could not the colored girls be called by name to go to their quarters rather than be isolated by race? Early asked herself. So there was protests from Bethune, so Mary Bethune, um, and other civil rights leaders. Officer Candidate School became integrated for women and men in 1942, serving as the Army's first integration experiment. So um, I want to touch base on that. Mainly because um, before that, um, most Black women lacked experience um, and had limited musical training or experience, right? So off-duty, they would have to take music classes at Drake University, which is close to Des Moines. Um, As the Army would not send them to Army Music School. And also, let's just talk about, real quick, like,
1: If they had prior music, musical training, because in the 404th, there was a girl who did have degrees in music. And Mm -hmm. I know in like my research and the Smithsonian article that we both read, it states, you know, that music classes really didn't start around until like the 30s in schools. And that was for white schools.
0: White schools only.
1: Yeah. So what I find really interesting is how they got their instruments. They had Mm -hmm. to buy them as recreational entertainment or recreation equipment. So they were like secretly like doing this. But I digress.
0: I mean, that is pretty interesting. Um... It's sorry. I know I jumped there. No, it's okay. I'm not, I'm... Um, it's just I just super I... interesting.
1: No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say another point is is that the maybe I'm jumping. Maybe I'm jumping because the point I was gonna say is about the white girls who helped from the from the first band mm-hmm. helped. The black girls with their crazy ass time crunch that this jackass gave them. Yeah. Of, what was it, eight weeks?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. To
1: learn. Um, I can't even remember his name. I was so mad at him. Like, I don't even know who you are, peon. (laughs) Peasant.
0: Peasant? Day, sir. (laughs) I said good day. Um, um, I think actually, are you talking about General George Marshall? Or no? That sounds most like it. (laughs) Well, because I was going to say, um, I mean, we're kind of jumping, right? Because, um... Even how we how the whack even got started is that Massachusetts Congresswoman Edith Rogers introduced a bill that would allow women to join the army in non-combatant roles, but with the same rank and status as men. But Army Chief of Staff General George Marshall was like, "No, amend the bill. No, just not happening. Women should not. No, there's no additional personnel. We do not need it." Um. But then Pearl Harbor happened, and then he was like, "Hmm." it's important that as quickly as possible, we have a declared national policy in this matter. So then he was like, ooh, per over. Okay. Eat crow, Marshall. You women can join. <laughs> um, and then obviously in 42 is when FDR finally signed it um, and created the WAC. Um, but to get back on topic with the 404th uh, Armed Service Forces Band, um, and I think it is really incredible Sorry. that – the 400th armed service forces band. So the women in that band actually helped them and wanted them to really just learn how to play. And I think they kind of took that aside. I'm sure there were other women who were probably against it. I'm wondering if there was ever any punishment for doing such a thing, if that was all kept under secret. Um, Because, I mean, at the time, as we said, like everything was segregated. Still, um, now the arm. From
1: what the research sounded like, it's sound, it it sounded like they were doing it, like openly. I mean, it was a secret, but they were doing it kind of in the open, Ooh. where like the women from the four hundred, they went early mornings yeah. and helped. The four o fourth women learn the instruments, and and the the women actually were singing together first. They they all sang, and yeah. So I was like, "That's really interesting."
0: That that is look at that. It's super interesting, but at the same time, um, I mean, like, I'm incredibly grateful that there was some sense of camaraderie between the two because, as we talked about, or I mentioned with early and that quote the two posts that she had said. Um, the reason why I say it, like I'm grateful for it, but at the same time, the Army never fully intended to utilize Black services um, within WAC. Um, WAC really wanted to offer those opportunity yep. opportunities to recruits um, or leaders that focus on those who fit the white middle-class prototype of feminine respectability. So... Um, at the same time, you know, these black women can do exactly the same and fulfill it and I think that was another thing that led to correspondence from 42 to 45 of frustrated black service women um being passed over with these opportunities because they should have been the same opportunities and like if these women right they're singing in camaraderie, or they're playing in camaraderie and like doing this out in the open um, then why not stand up for these women? Like, right, they're getting to know them now. They're going, getting to see their strengths. Why not say they're like, okay, well, there's this candidate who I think would be amazing yeah. to fill for this. Um, so it just it irks me. Um, but I mean, it's also at the time it was the army's policy as well, and I believe the military. Might have been the last part mm-hmm. to truly other than like that experiment, right, in Des Moines, um, be fully integrated. I think the military was the last to be fully integrated at one point. Um, which is incredibly sad because when you look yeah. at it, you are you know, war does not know race by any means in a lot of ways. Um, because when you were out there and you are in the middle of Gosh, uh, I don't know a gunfire or we'll like use terminology for wars now, or there's bombs going off. You don't look at the person next to you and be like, oh, you're black. I'm not gonna save you. Like, that's your brother in arms or your sister in arms, and you just go and you deal with it. You know, like you help them out or you cover their six or you just whatever. Um, so I think that's why it's like incredibly frustrating, um, knowing that as a military historian. And that's something that truly, like, I've always grappled with um, when it comes to researching particularly about World War II itself. Um, but these women deserve to have those opportunities the same. And um, I don't know. What's your take on it? I'm curious to know what your take is.
1: Well, it's, it, it was interesting because when I was reading – about this and just like the WAC services in general, um, how they were okay. doing like clerical and baking and, you know, laundry services, like radio services, you know, anything, communications, whatever. Um, it was a lot of the times they would be assigned to some role and go right off after graduation and completion of training. But then mm-hmm. it was the the officers and the soldiers of the unit that was basically accepting their services that were like, "No, we don't want them. And you're just like, but <sighs> but like my my whole thing is that, like I'm like I'm thinking from like a reenacting standpoint. like it's incredibly frustrating mm-hmm. to hear these stories and like I feel incredibly frustrated with myself because I never knew this existed. I didn't know and this might sound really like naive of myself, but until I watched that Medal of Honor show on Netflix, I never knew that there was like like obviously there was segregation, but I never knew like, you know, if an infantry unit had gone into, you know, once they were incorporated into the white army. Um, they lost their ranks. Like, I was so mad at that. So mad. And then the fact that, like, I never knew the about the 404th. I was incredibly frustrated, like, with myself. And then thinking about reenacting, I'm like, why aren't there people doing this? This would be amazing to learn about. Like, Like, yes, it brings up, like, social topics. But, like, that's also why we reenact. Like, we... We reenact so that we can teach people like what happened, how we can go forward with it and literally shine a light on these people who did these amazing things like the 404th band. That would be amazing. They not only went to two Chicago parades, but they were part of war bond drives that raised over $26 billion. Excuse me? Like... What? But also, I I can um, uh, you know, it, it's frustrating too, because like from a like a reenacting standpoint, I also know that it'd be really hard to like get people to to want to do that, because you know it it would be cool to see, but you know it's kind of like civil war reenacting how there are some people who are okay doing colored troops or are okay with you know wanting to do um you know, slave impressions or things like that because they, want, and I've, I've met several people who've done it and I've asked them, like, why do they do it? What brought them interested in doing it? And they're like, this is part of my heritage. I want to know about my heritage.
0: I want to know about my past. <laughs> I think it goes back to how, um, right, history is, is, story um it's something that I don't want to necessarily pin this all on males but women's stories especially women of color their stories get pushed down um and this is why I'm so glad that last week's episode I was like let's do this because one, you could learn about this if you didn't know about it now our listeners can sit there and be like oh wow this is incredible let's you know, I want to know more about it. And, you know, I'm, I will say that there was, um, a particular major, I want to say, I'm like trying to think of major Harriet M West. Um, she was the first black woman to achieve the rank of major in the wartime women's corps. Um, she actually would tour posts post um, and talk to the commanders to request black units. Um, but most of the men that she had found basically only talked about those laundry units um, and jobs that were not the war department's authorized list for WAC. And it makes me think that if it was an all white unit, then it would have been, sure, let's go ahead and do this. Um, You know, the WAC claimed to mm-hmm. offer opportunities to all recruits, but its leaders literally just kept focusing on that stereotype and, it's incredibly frustrating knowing that um, today because, as we've stated, women all across the board, regardless of race, are totally capable of achieving these great things through the military and in the military itself. And um, it's just Negro wax, essentially, from what, who was it, Avetta? cult hobby um she was appointed head of the wax at the time um she kept saying negro wax are being shipped to field jobs as fast as their skills and training match the jobs to be filled she was a southerner and a wife of a former texas governor there's no bias whatsoever
1: (laughs) there's there's no bias (laughs) i must i must see myself out of this I'm gonna
0: pee myself out of this episode. I, I, like, no, no prejudice whatsoever, hobby. <laughs> no, not at all.
1: Not not at all. No, but like, and what's interesting too is the stagnant movement. Like, I just want to bring mm-hmm. a line from this article that we read out. It says stories of stagnant yeah. movement affected recruitment of black and white women. As did a slander campaign branding wax as organized prostitutes. After investigating the sources of defamatory stories, Army military intelligence identified most authors as male military personnel who either feared wax or had
0: quote unquote trouble getting dates. Isn't that isn't that incredibly infuriating? <laughs> And I mean, I'm so happy that my presence
1: has you so incredibly, like, scared for your position, because you know I can do a better job than you. <laughs> it's really why, like, you know, but, ugh, like, but you know what, I have to say, the the women. The Especially the black women in the WACs. Like, WAC was the first female, like, group in the, in the military.
0: Like, I, I- Well, they were also the first one that was... Oh, I was going to say they were the first ones that were given status and rank. And it was because FDR signed legislation in 43 saying, like, we have to boost recruitment and we have to solve these administrative problems. So let's go ahead and do this. Um, which then led to, in '44, Major Charity Adams, who became the African-American or Black women training supervisor at Fort Des Moines. Um, She was the one who nurtured the 404th, um, which I think is amazing, right? Because she rose to this rank um, and she became the training supervisor there. So Mm -hmm. at that point, there were some opportunities possibly opening up Um, And I'm sure, to be honest, FDR heard a lot from Eleanor. (laughs) Because Eleanor
1: Roosevelt was a champion for. Somebody somebody was Eleanor's friend
0: with the wax. Yeah. Mary McLeod Bethune. With the wax. Was it Mary McLeod Bethune? No, she was. Who was it? Um, Crap. I should know this because she's my favorite badass woman in history. Um, I don't know. I'm looking. You're it gonna up. have to look this up. up. Oh man. And yeah. Then,
1: no, Bethune. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. Um, it, was, it was Bethune. It was Bethune. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was Bethune. Okay. I was like, wait. <laughs> oh, We got there. Okay. It was Mary Bethune. I have bourbon and the Glink. Yay. <laughs> We went with that one. Yay! Great job. Virtual high Go five. team. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about how awesome the 404th was and McClure and, or McCrofsky, whatever his name is. Like, like I said, he was such a butt face that, I, yes, I said butt face. He is the <laughs> admiral of the rear cheese. And that is like... You know, shout out to our last guest, Becky Goodnow. She will get that reference, but and I will explain it to you later. And, like, yeah, he was just head of the butt heads. Irrelevant. I mean, not in this story. He's actually relevant because he, like, posed the challenge, but, like, I digress.
0: <laughs> Honest, I know. I don't know if you heard Bo sneeze.
1: <laughs> Loki, I thought that was, like, you sighing. So, like... <laughs> We yeah. have it was, we have in this episode Alyssa's three dogs, Bo, Jasper, and Scout.
0: So yeah. they're technically like guest starring. I guess so. I mean, Bo sneezing was him saying "screw you, McCroskey. <laughs> yes. <Screw> you.
1: <laughs> yes. But like history. Oh my god. But like, okay. What are your thoughts on like the four o fourth like being essentially like World War Two like? military band rock stars if you will because like they played in jazz clubs they played they kind of played anywhere they could and from what Mm -hmm. i understand like people in the military like you know they were they were trying to sneak into like all black clubs to hear these women play like what are your thoughts on that
0: i i mean they basically were rock stars they fought through segregation to become the fourth because originally they were band number two at fort des moines um so they really do get the recognition after a long battle though to get the recognition that they deserve and i mean they were doing you know war bond parades and rallies and they were really the designated group um i can't remember if we talked about this or we already brought it up um sorry there's my brain for y'all at the moment um but they, at one point, McCroskey was trying to get them to be disbanded. And so at one point they were, and like I said, as we already mentioned it, we mentioned it. I'm sorry, guys, this is my brain on medication at the current moment. So you got to deal with my brain fog, um, but so they were disbanded. And then they, these women had to learn all of their instruments all over again. They had to go through basic training because they were disbanded. Um, but then they started really a campaign. Um, you know, their leading officers, these majors basically were putting up a fight saying, Nope, we're not, you can't do this to us, you can't do this to us at all, this is not okay. Um, and they basically started a letter campaign. And so they started writing all about this. They even wrote to Mary McLeod Bethune and her, I'm gonna call her, her bestie, Eleanor Roosevelt, as well as um Franklin Delano Roosevelt to the president at the time to get them back. And so that's eventually when they do become the four and fourth. And I think it just goes to show their perseverance through everything. And they're just such admirable women because even when they had to go back through basic training, they did it when they had to learn or basically relearn instruments or take on a whole new instrument, they did it. And they did it Mm -hmm. with grace. They did it with integrity. And I'm sorry, Bo keeps trying to paw me. I just Beau see paws time. like in the picture. Like. I, at least I think Bo's saying, yes,
1: mom, yeah.
0: you are. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I have feminist dog. It's,
1: it's all good. But like, I, you know, speaking of like the grace that, yeah, that they did this with. And, and you know, I'm sure there was like complaining, like girl talk, like complaining in the back and, and like muted background noise conversations, like will never get to hear, like know about, or maybe they didn't complain. Maybe there were people who were like, we're just gonna like not complain. We're just gonna
0: show up. We are gonna show up and like, exactly. just and they do it. Yeah, those women just, they did. They showed up and they yeah. proved McCroskey wrong. They proved everybody who's trying to continue to segregate the military wrong. Yeah. Um, we They also had, right, band number one, which was all, white females in the right. band. Mm-hmm. And they had them helping them out eventually, you know, throughout. And it was kind of this unspoken thing, right? They did it basically in plain sight in a lot of ways. Yeah. And for them to do that, and I'm sure too, there were plenty of white females at the time too who wanted things to be segregated. Right. right. Um, but the fact that there were some white females doing that I think is incredible because they were trying to fight that segregation with them and wanted yeah. them to learn. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you know, it's, and I know we talked about this last episode that you have to think about the historical context, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Segregation is, you know, segre- it was, segregation was segregation, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was still segregated. However, one thing that should never be segregated is Military and the fact that these women were truly fighting for it and at basically the forefront, right, of fighting segregation. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones who helped desegregate the military. Yeah. And they deserve that credit. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. For and sure. It, and it just goes to show you,
1: like, the power of women in general. Because, like, yeah, there were, you know, historical context, there were people who, you know, wanted things to be segregated still and but the amazing women that were like no we are all here for the same reason we all love music we all want to bring up morale we all want to be you know with with the military bands and because that's like a cool history in itself you know yeah so it's just the camaraderie that they like had for one another like we're all here for the same goal and with them yeah. recognizing it I think is absolutely amazing and again like who runs the world girls
0: <laughs> girls it made me think girls. of <laughs> brief little, <laughs> brief little side note it made me think of there's a band called the growlers I apologize everybody's got decided you want to shake Um, there's this band called the growlers and the, the song is called natural there but they even sing like who should run the world it's girls it's true and I was like yes <laughs>
1: Thank you. Girl power. Thank you. Thank Bye you. girls.
0: Girl power. I'm exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like, love it. And you know what? You're like, take that, rear admiral, admiral of the rear cheese. Take that. And he's like, oh, who me? Like I like I didn't pose this challenge to them. Who me? And you're just like, yeah, you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. This is whack. <laughs> Like it's whack, whack. And it's you could do whack. you could do like the W A A C. And then you could do like the W A C like, you know, whack or whack, you know, depending <laughs> on like, but with the head motion like whack, you know, like, whack. But you gotta be like, careful because you don't want to like throw
0: out your neck. If you're gonna do the double whack though, or like the double A for whack, like you can snap your finger.
1: Whack. That whack. I feel like okay, if you were to like put the two in context, you could be like, okay, if you're like like someone is telling you the story, you're like sitting down, you're like, man, that's whack. You like do like the head nod, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you're telling somebody off, I feel like that's when you would do the w the the WAC where you're like, this is whack. like <laughs> yes. So you're either yeah. like telling somebody off snapping WAAC or you're like, this is whack, like agreeing, yes. Straight yeah. up, word. word to your mother i'm gonna go home now
0: <laughs> Need to be done <laughs> like, it needed to be done this is whack oh this God. episode is whack like i can't mm. yeah. mm. even like the dogs right now are looking at me like mom what you all doing i have i have mountain dew oh that explains everything
1: mm-hmm what's mm-hmm. my excuse I'm, t- I'm turning into steve <laughs> on the farm Oh, yeah, great. Oh, Papa Steve. I had, I had some loaded potatoes, and but I'm a potato. (laughs) I would not be good in basic training. I would not like, especially because those girls did it twice. I'd be like, oh hell no. (laughs) Thank you. Next, where are my discharge papers? Because I like the word no too much. Like, you know, like you wanted to join the military. I actually thought about joining the military. Like with the navy and everything and i'm just like i like the word no too much they'd be like go do this no 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 why no No. why like no 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 i would
0: not i would not i would not be good Mm i also like the word no but i also appreciate the heck out of some military leadership styles i'd be like there's a reason behind this yeah oh oh absolutely like, sometimes you're like, I don't want to be a sugar cookie. Like, from,
1: right, make-, from make your bed. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. tell myself that sometimes. Don't be yeah, sugar. But then cookie. you're like, oh, there's a reason why I have to be a freaking sugar cookie. And you're like, so- I have to go to the circus. God, it's like designed to like break you down so that you can like mentally like
0: build yourself up. So that makes me think, though. Like, okay, so we were talking about the circus. Like, I want to bring it back full circle. <laughs> like, yeah. With our, with our yes. topic. So I wonder, you know, because with the circus and you know Admiral McRaven's book and stuff,
1: um, I side wonder. So I know for anybody listening, we are talking about the amazing book called "Make Your Bed." Yes. By Admiral,
0: oh, I can't remember the name. William McRaven, who Thank is you. one of the military leaders, because sorry for everybody just listen to his speeches on youtube (laughs) there you go
1: this was a book written from the famous like commencement speech so you know they have chapters about when he was going through the navy seal program anyway continue yes
0: but going so bringing it back to the circus i also wonder though right because with that component of the circus you know you don't know when everything is going to stop right um just the absolute craziest things that basically essentially you're trying to break you down when you're going through the first round of SEAL training. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if some parts of that were like that for these women. Um, you know, I know that certain yeah. black females became officers to essentially run and help run basic training. But I do wonder if there were some components that were much harder for them because they were black women yeah. and, um, but at the same time, once again, going back to my reasoning of everything, because this is what I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also wonder though, if this is, you know, facing such adversity, like that really brought up and built the resiliency and which is one of the reasons why when McCroskey is like, well, we're going to disband you Mm -hmm. and they're like, the hell you are, (laughs) you know, I wonder if that type of battery, yes napping and fingers it across the all day long. <laughs> I just, I wonder about that component to be honest, because, yeah, I, so it's just like I said, their integrity, their perseverance, their just, just yeah. Re- resiliency, yeah, and everything together is something I think is unmatched. And I wonder if a lot of it had to deal with one, just them being badass women, yeah. but also. The second time I'm going through basic training. Like, yeah. let's be real. Cause I mean, yeah. if you think about it, like if you fail buzz and you go back to it again, you like you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the instructors know <laughs> you've already done this training. And yeah. they're like, I'm just gonna make it
1: that much harder in- for you. Yeah. Yeah, which, circus ones. It's like circus times like 10. Yeah, you know? no. Uh, again, there, there's my favorite word. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I would not. I would not be. This is why I play baseball, <laughs> which is what we're talking about in our next episode, but Alyssa, I think we should wrap it up. Give some final thoughts to this episode. Oh. What do you think? Oh, there's Bo. He's making an <laughs> appearance.
0: I apologize, everybody. Bo's oh, trying...
1: look at little Jasper. He's like, mom.
0: And then there's Jasper who's just like, stop petting Bo and pet me. Oh yeah. This life with three dogs. My husband and I are losing our minds most days. Uh (laughs) Three hound dogs, too. Like Mm. two hound dogs. Two hound dogs. One full hound dog, half a hound dog, half border collie, which is Bo. And then Jasper is just, he's a Texas healer. So he's an Aussie and a blue healer mix basically okay so
1: who do you sing elvis presley's you ain't nothing but a hound dog do Scout all day <laughs> Oh my jasper's like coming into the frame like i love me oh my gosh so cute <laughs> okay so, so
0: cute final thoughts um i mean i really think i said all my final thoughts to be honest um let me stop scout scratching though <laughs> like that's as that's i'm that's putting that's this paws <laughs> out. Why? um, I would like to thank Scout's final thoughts. (laughs) These women are incredible. I think we really need to shine a light not only on females in the military, but Black females in the military, just Black Black citizens in the military, because Mm -hmm. their contributions are so incredible that we oftentimes do not realize it. Yeah. Uh, like thinking off the top of my head, the one person I can think of in the military that was, that's black and is very well known is Colin Powell. Yeah. but that's Because he was, you know, in the spotlight with the government. So right. it's also like, okay, we need to know more, right? Mm-hmm. Past yeah. Um, And I think we just need to continue that. And I really, truly hope our awesome listeners do start researching mm-hmm. these women um, and just people in general and do a deep dive. Um, I apologize, everybody. I let the hounds.
1: <laughs>
0: I released the hounds.
1: Who let the dogs out? Who? <laughs> who, who? It
0: was Alyssa. <laughs> it was Alyssa. I the hounds, but the Aussie stayed. <laughs> they did in the Great Emu War of 1939. There you go. There you go.
1: No Karen but- armies here.
0: No Karen Army's here. Okay, just a Jasper with the ball. There we go. But I, those are basically my th- my true final thoughts of just getting everybody out there to start researching mm-hmm. and understanding yeah. that they had so many great contributions. Like I said, these women were at the forefront of desegregating the military and they mm-hmm. diligently worked to do it. Um but yeah, that's that's me. I'm gonna as you do your final thoughts, help Jasper get a ball that is stuck
1: underneath my dresser. Oh, so no. brilliant! Take it away. Okay, <laughs> so my my final thoughts on this is I'm so glad that we did this episode because, you know, coming from a reenacting standpoint, like you know, I had said previously in the episode, I'm so mad at myself. Like, I'm so frustrated and mad at myself that like I didn't know about these women prior, and I'm I think this is the whole point of our podcast is. You know talk giving women's perspective on war kind of making you know a joke or two about things like the karen army or you know this is whack or or whatever but i i am so thrilled that we brought these like women to light even if it is like in an, an hour-long episode and i really hope it like you know like you it gets people researching and talking about this and maybe making reenacting a little bit more diverse and I, I just want people to know more and more and more about them. And I'm going to continue researching them. And I cannot wait uh, to, to, you know, just keep learning more about it and supporting people. And I'd love to go to D.C. to see if these women are in, like, the, the African-American History Museum. I would assume that they are, but, you know, I... Don't want to make assumptions. Don't want to make assumptions, but I know that there's like a wall, um, you know, from watching like the Medal of Honor show on Netflix. There's like a wall of mm-hmm. of Medal of Honor recipients who were yeah. in the segregated part of the military, who were in the black infantry units, and I'm like, oh, I really hope there's something, and maybe we could get in touch with like a curator or whatever. just no more, or or yeah, whatever. I,
0: but I would imagine, if not in that particular smithsonian museum i would imagine in the women's museum yeah yeah i would think but i mean oh total side note total sidebar really we could probably find this information out on the Smithsonian's website cool let's do it maybe we can it post be- it maybe we can post it yeah. But
1: well everybody this concludes this episode but Alyssa, what are we talking about next week because it's gonna be a doozy it's gonna be a big one
0: it hits home a little hard. A little hard. And um, we're going to be talking about Still Little Angel and oh God, Martha Hooch.
1: <laughs> All of Marla these. Martha Hooch. Hitter. What All a
0: hitter. The league of their own.
1: <laughs> and we will be how you should it. avoid the
0: clap. Jimmy Dugan. Oh, Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy Dugan. But, We'll be discussing the incredible women who actually take over the entertainment side of baseball yes. and hit it out of the park.
1: It's going to be a home run folks. <laughs> we're just going to slide in with all the information because oh, we're yes. a catch and we must see myself out.
0: <laughs> we're, done. we're done with puns. Baby, never. Next episode is gonna be filled with them in quotes from the I, movies. I don't think so,
1: but we're going to talk about Leo their own. We're going to talk about the actual like AAG PBL. It's going to be amazing. So tune in next week. Yes.
0: All right. Time to dance it out. Yes. Lego.